Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back to Inside Sources with Amy Donaldson and my good friend, Steve Handy. We're going to be best friends because we yeah, spent so much Amy. time together. <laughs> what a great afternoon we're having. Yes, and uh, I love, I'm really excited about this next guest and this next uh, topic, hopefully a couple topics. Uh, we're talking with Attorney General Sean Reyes about a new gun safety initiative. Right. We saw this in the news this morning, General Reyes. How are you? And, uh, you know, I've worked on a couple of things trying to reduce gun violence uh, in the legislative uh, uh, prospect, you know, and uh, tell us about this. I, I remember the bill. This was from Senator Weiler. Tell us about this. That's right. Yeah, it's great to be on with you. I can't hear you all really well, so it must be something on my side, but I'm going to do my best to just keep I'll talk really forward. loud. <laughs> okay, Amy and Steve. And congratulations, by the way, uh, Representative Handy. Oh, no, thank uh, you. Big win for your youth uh, last night. In- yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, big win, huh? And, uh, yeah, thanks for giving some attention to this. I know this is a bill that you supported. Uh, it was uh, run uh, a couple years ago by Senator Todd Weiler and, uh, at the time, Representative um, Dan McKay, now Senator Dan McKay. Right. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was to bring awareness and some more education opportunities to an issue that I think a lot of people just uh, aren't really understanding the pervasiveness of it or the severity of and that's the number of accidental injuries and deaths from firearms amongst young people. And so uh, I, I know that there are a number of different uh, stories and anecdotes uh, that, that I've heard and that were brought to legislators. And I want to thank the legislature for having the, the wisdom and the leadership to, um, to, to pass a bill that helps us bring this message to kids throughout our state and help educate them and their families, uh, hopefully, in the process. That so is, what, that is tech, terrific. Ha- you know, it's ironic yeah. that, that uh, on, on Wednesday afternoon, Amy and I were pitch-hitting, uh, you know, here on the radio, and we had this incident going on just down the road here at West High. And yeah. so it's, uh, it's like, wow, is this ever topical? But go ahead, Amy. Yeah, I, d- I just wonder exactly what the initiative is going to aim to do. Like, what's the- Yeah, sure, Amy. You know, what we were tasked with the legislature to do on a on a on a modest budget, but but again, uh, every dollar is is so appreciated. We it was to help give some real education to young people about what to do if they encountered uh, a weapon. And, and right now, there just aren't those resources. There are some hunter safety videos; they're fantastic, they're excellent, and most people don't take advantage of them. And so, our hope was to get into the schools 
in a way that almost every child, hopefully every uh, uh, Utah student, w- will see at some point. Um, uh, a short, entertaining uh, video that will keep them uh, keep their attention and help them realize that if they run across a firearm, uh, that they're that, that to empower them to have the confidence to know what to do. And the, the the official title you can tell adults came up with this title: Utah Firearm Safety and Violence Prevention Pilot Program. <laughs> yeah. uh, Representative Hans, that's catchy. Uh, executive, so he'll appreciate that we. We, we went with something a little different for the for the kids and the demographic, and, and we have what's called the Let's Be Safe program. Uh, Let's is an acronym. The L stands for Leave It Alone. The E for Educate Others. The T for Tell an Adult. And the S for Share a Threat, which is, uh, as you said, topical, given what just happened uh, at West High uh, the other day. It was because of students reporting what they saw uh, that they were able to defuse that situation without uh, further injury or without See injury. something, say something. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. That's that's basically what it is. But you'd be surprised how many kids just don't have that. Um, and, and it's interesting because many parents believe that because they don't own uh, weapons uh, or guns in their house, that their kids won't run into them, and that's simply not the case. And so I wanted to be clear about this, Amy. This is this is not an attempt, and it's even in the legislative language. The legislative intent was not to create an advocacy piece. This is not about whether one supports. Right gun control or not. This is yeah. the reality that we have guns in our state mm-hmm. and that whether you own guns or not, your child very likely, if they're visiting a friend or even out on the street, uh, may run into a gun. We had a situation with some, some young kids as, as young as 10 years old, and they found a gun in the snow uh, near their bus stop, and they were wise enough not to touch it. They warned their friends about it. They told the bus driver, and uh, they kept them, the, their, their peers safe. And that was one of the, I think that was an impetus for Senator Weiler to run that bill, he heard that story and said, hey, we just need to make sure um, that we get this out there. So on a budget of less than $75,000, we've created a very wonderful, good resource for every school to have to try to remind the kids, look, you, you, you can have the confidence to just, uh, if you see it, uh, even even though you might be innately curious, uh, just leave it alone and, yeah. and, and tell somebody about it, an adult or a bus driver or principal. Hey, um... I was I just recently read some statistics, but is gun violence and and by that I mean also a lot of this is accidental shooting, which is what you're you're trying to to uh, deal with and educate kids right, about. Right. Um, it was like the one or two number number one or number two cause of death amongst young kids. Is that correct? Do you know? Yes, it's it's it's, it's really high, and yeah. it's suicide right now is still the 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 number one cause of death, death by suicide. But most suicides, I mean, or, or a large number of them, uh, are caused uh, by uh, or are um, a result. In, of, involve a weapon, of yeah. 85% yeah. is what the health department came up with a year ago, if you remember and, that. That, that was the statistic. 85% of suicides been, in Utah, yeah, exactly. gun-related. And, we, and, and we've been partnering with... Uh, the health department on this specific uh, program and rollout, Sid Dixon and the State Board of Education have been wonderful partners. The Safe UT Commission has been incredible because this complements what the Safe UT app does, which empowers kids to report uh, things that they see going on or their own uh, challenges, mental, behavioral uh, challenges, crises that they might be enduring. Mm-hmm. And so we've worked with them. And then the last thing I want to mention, because I think there's a really cool component of why this video will be really effective, is that we used uh, teens 
to help advise us. We have a teen advisory committee in the AG's office. We call them the Teen Titans, and <laughs> they're pretty brutal. I mean, they'll yeah. look at something and say, that stinks. That's not going to fly, and that's, that doesn't mm. really work. For, and, they, and so they helped create this video. Some of them even uh, appeared in the video, and we, I think that makes it a stronger video and more likely to, to resonate with you. It's for you know, elementary through uh, 12th grade yeah. uh, students. Hey, uh, Attorney General, can you hang out? Because I would like to ask you one more about segment, yeah. one more segment um, about the um, the disability, uh, the veterans with disabilities who are now oh, able yeah, to have sure. their student loan. Okay, thank of you course. so much. If you want to hang and everybody hang with us, we're going to continue this conversation, but talk about uh, an amazing program. And I think uh, a letter from our Attorney General was the impetus for that. So you're listening to Inside Sources on KSL News Radio. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources on KSL News Radio. Welcome back to Inside Sources. I'm Amy Donaldson alongside Steve Handy. Yes. And uh, we still have our Attorney General, Sean Reyes, with us. Um, I think we had one more question. Yeah, I have one on more the... question for General Reyes. So, this wonderful video that you produced, where can people see it? Where, where can it be viewed? Well, hopefully every school will opt in and they'll be able they'll, to see Oh, they opt in, right okay. Now. Mm-hmm. But uh, my hope is that KSL will um, will link it. Uh, we've asked all of our media partners to link it. And so if you'll help me follow up with that, then all the KSL listeners and viewers will be able to just go. Um, Terrific. See. In the meantime, if they come to the AG's office, we have a link of it uh, on all our right. That's what Well, we and I, I think there's probably some people who homeschool, so maybe if they can get it from your website, I will... I might know some people at KSL. I'll ask them about linking to it. So. <laughs> you might have some sway there. Yeah. Um, but uh, so the, I did want to talk to you briefly about um, – so I read about uh, the program that President Trump just announced. I think it was maybe a week ago or maybe not even that long where uh, veterans and I think it's the, those with 100 percent disability, they're able to have their student loans forgiven. Um, and then I read – and I am not sure where I read it – but. Uh, that you may have a letter from you may have been the impetus, and I wondered if that was true, and sort of what was that letter? Yes, uh, guilty on all okay. counts. Okay, uh, good. It's total, total, and permanent disability, and it wasn't just me. It was uh, really a resounding uh, bipartisan uh, group of my colleagues. So uh, I think forty-seven attorneys general uh, from states and several territories, uh, perhaps fifty-one of us. Uh, and I, I co-authored the letter because I had heard from many constituents, uh, um, great uh, patriots of ours, men and women who've served our country um, and have their lives uh, devastated and that, those of their families affected uh, because of this total and permanent disability, say, you know, I can't even get a job uh, to be able to pay off these uh, school loans that I, I had incurred or I'm having difficulties and I, uh, there was a, a FOIA uh, request that um, kind of illuminated the fact that 42,000, the, the government had reached out to identify 42,000 uh, of these um, uh, heroes in, in my book who would qualify under a law that was passed just a couple years ago for total loan forgiveness. 
but only about 8,500 had taken advantage of oh. that. And, and for many of them, it was just too difficult or they didn't understand or they didn't know. 25,000 of those 42,000 were in arrears. So they, they had no ability or, or were behind and uh, were in default on their loans or no ability to, to repay the loans. And so we thought this was just the right thing to do. And, and again, I'm proud of the bipartisan uh, support. It shows that we can do things together. And, uh, and again, I think Utah and our legislature is a good example of how when we work together, we get a lot of great things done. Uh, many legislators were supportive of this. Um, and so Utah was one of the leads. Um, and uh, I appreciate the Trump administration. I want to give them credit because they didn't have to. Uh, and they stepped up and the president himself over some concerns that people had articulated about, well, there are tax consequences and other things mm-hmm. that might be an impediment. He said, no, this is the right thing to do. We're going to do this. And uh, the secretary's been great to work with also. Uh, and uh, she and her team in the Department of Education are, are working with us to, to make sure that this happens. So uh, I, I appreciate you bringing it up because I think it highlights, uh, again, uh, an underappreciated uh, challenge that we have. And these mm-hmm. are many of our veterans don't have access um, to legal services to even know what their rights are. Yeah. And that's why we created last year a program through, through the AG's office and our partners at the, the Division of uh, Veterans and Military Affairs that offers free legal services um, through private law firms to our men and women of the military. So our private law firms, we, we coordinate with them and they donate pro bono legal services and uh, and then uh, those who need it, uh, those uh, again, those heroes who've given great service to our country, um, they can apply and get a representation. Um, and in this case, I think it illustrates that they may have again the ability to have their loans uh, extinguished, but they still don't know how to go about doing that and how to yeah. take care of the loans that are in arrears. So right here in Utah, through the Addis program. We can take care of it. It's a way that we can give back to those who've given so much to our nation and to our communities. And is that also on your website, Addie's program? That it is. It is on our website. Okay, yeah, absolutely, Amy. People, and is that and that uh, that's for anybody, any veteran or any military member uh, who has yes. legal questions? They can. Yes. No. No. There's some exceptions that we yeah. we don't undertake. Um, like divorces. Uh, cases, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, capital. Uh, yeah. Um, cases uh we don't divorces i think there's some exceptions but but clearly for helping them understand their rights and mm-hmm. making sure that they're they're not discriminated against uh when they're deployed and come back to work a oh, uh, landlord tenant yes. uh, consumer protection all those types of things yes we, we we cover them whether they're active duty uh or they're reserve or uh, national uh, guard i assume yeah i mean national i love that guard. because yeah because you you're that no, I don't think people who haven't had to navigate a process like that understand how complicated it actually is. Yeah, oh. I, I think I'd like to add that it, it, there shouldn't be these impediments, and I, I'm sure it's frustrating these impediments for these, as you said, heroes, uh, particularly permanently disabled. But you know, General Reyes, I I get a call once in a while from a constituent with concerns, and I refer them to our Utah Department of Veterans Affairs. Uh, is there? Yeah. But is that the best place to refer, or should they come to the AG's office? No, that's a great place to refer. Yeah. We work in partnership right. with them. Right. Uh, either way, that'll all end up in the same okay. spot. Okay. And that's through the Addis program, which, and I, I, if I have a chance, I just really want to give credit to lawyers because I know they, yeah. they get a bad rap. And since yeah. I am one, they're, they're giving tons and tons yeah. of free uh, pro bono legal service, and they're happy to do it. The state bar was like, please let us participate. This is wonderful. And, this, yeah. and I think Utah is the third, second or third state 
to do that. So again, Utah's kind of leading out, and uh, I'm just I'm I'm proud of my colleagues to say, yeah, yeah let's give back again. And thank, thank you, for, you for your leadership. Yes. Well, thank you for as, your as leadership. A, as the daughter of a veteran, I thank you for that thank for that for effort. Um, I do have a question. So, uh, how did you spend last night, and how depressed were you? <laughs> uh, of course, you're going to tee it up. Let me say it. Well, you know, te- I love all of our, I love, I love Utes and Aggies and Cougars. And I know Wolverine. you're a politician. You got to love all your kids the same, but <laughs> but you do know I went I went to BYU and yeah. uh, I, I might have been on the BYU sidelines and Kalani and uh, a lot of the players and coaches are like uh, extended family. And uh, I might have been up with President Worthen for a little while in the in the box. Uh, okay. And we weren't, we weren't Full disclosure. Fun <laughs> as the Ute fans were. So congrats to Witt. Uh, Coach Witt and his staff are amazing. Mm-hmm. And uh, the team, uh, 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 since we don't have to play them anymore, I'll be rooting for the Ute the rest of the year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, awesome. The national championship. Uh, it's about time, you know, we... Uh, you guys need a national championship too, don't you? Oh, I don't want to get into it. No, I don't yeah. get into that. Uh, yeah. No. yeah, we need one. We need one too. Let's share the wealth. Yeah, yeah. The state could celebrate a national championship. I just had to give you a, give you a hard time. I'm glad uh, uh, you and I are both huge fans of Coach Sataki. So, yeah. um, great, yeah. great human yeah. being. In addition to being a great coach, as is Coach Whittingham. So, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for staying extra. Thank you, we know you're busy. Really yeah. appreciate Happy it. Happy holiday weekend. Happy yes. holiday weekend. Stay safe out there. Yeah. Thank you so much. All right. Take care. We'll talk to you. Bye now. And we're going to take a break. And after the break, you're going to hear, we're going to go live to a press conference um, that will deal with the fire up in Bountiful and hopefully give us some new information. You're listening to Inside Sources on KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.